What's up, everybody? We want to welcome you to the first ever State Champs Hang Time Podcast. Joining me here at the table, TJ Kelly, our State Champs Insider, Jeff Dulac, our social media guru. I'm Lauren Plant. Welcome. This is what we're going to do all basketball season long. If you happen to be watching, this is a webcast, statechampsnetwork.com. Go to our YouTube page, State Champs TV is the search, and you can find it. We're also going to be streaming this podcast on SoundCloud. Also, uh, you will be able to check out the SoundCloud stream off of Twitter, which is at State Champs Net, and you can watch the show or listen to the show on Facebook. Just search State Champs Network. What's up, everybody? Uh, thank you so much for joining us. We're excited. It's the first time we've done this. We are in the studio, and uh, we're going to have TJ and Jeff here for our first few segments. We're also going to be talking to Scott Bernstein, who is going to be coming straight from the courthouse, where Thomas Kithier was in the courthouse trying to plead his case so that he can play for Clarkson this season. It's kind of like, you know, uh, the everyman versus the MHSAA. That usually doesn't work out so well for the everyman. We'll see. Uh, and so we'll get some news on that. Tom Markowski, of course, uh, he will be joining us via satellite. So uh, you'll be able to hear his takes on what's happening uh, in basketball. And then, of course, we're going to have Dan Young from BCAM who will be here in just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about what's going on uh, with BCAM. Talk a little Mr. Miss Basketball, top team, some of that stuff. So uh, welcome. Like I said, we're here through the finals, maybe even a little bit after to give a recap. Uh, let's get into it. So uh, obviously one of the great things about uh basketball and then coming right out of the new year is you get a chance to talk about what took place mm-hmm. over the holidays and in high school basketball uh the holiday tournaments are some sometimes the best games of the season right. uh you know i'm not sure if that was the case this season but there definitely were some great matchups intriguing ones and uh, we know that right off the bat uh the big showcase they had at north farmington on the 28th that had uh, East English Village going up against Clarkston, mm-hmm. DeJulius versus Lawyer, two Mr. Basketball finalists, and uh, and East English were the ones who uh, came out the victors in this one. That's pretty yeah. sweet. Yeah, that was. I mean, that was a huge victory for East English Village, and I think even for Juan Juan Rickman, the head coach at East English, you know, he it, it's. I think that there might be a little bit of a stigma saying that hey, you know, is he going to win a district? Is he going to win a city championship? Saying that he's been there in the past. He's had obviously had the horses. You know, Greg Elliott has a been doing phenomenal over at Marquette right you know yeah. and then so you know I think that this might have been something you know uh you know some weight off of his shoulders by getting this victory I know that he would rather have this victory come around in in March right you know but sometimes you just got to take care of what you're what, what the you know what the game at or the task at hand yeah you know I, I looked at that game and obviously I wasn't there but I look at, at that outcome being you have Foster lawyer David DeJulius, and from what I could tell, this foster lawyer dominated the first half, and then in crunch time, it was David DeJulius dominating the second half. Um, and one thing that I think goes overlooked with the system that Juan Rickman plays at East English is they they go up and down, they will wear you out. And I have to wonder if that happened to Clarkson early on in the season. This is the style that East English has played to, for as long as Juan has been at East English. Maybe Clarkson wasn't really ready for that this early in the season. Oh, you know, but at the same time, you know, they, they are the state champs. Right. Clarkson, Clarkson's sure. been in, in those situations. For you know, sure. I think that, you know, to say that Foster Lawyer, I mean, he's been in those situations, obviously winning the state championship right. last year. But at the same time, Dave DeJulius is a big-time player yeah. in his, in his oh, home, yeah. right? And, you know, he, wa- he wants that victory as much as anybody. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I imagine, the, you know, the, the, the pregame pep speech beforehand, right. you know, on the, on the bus there or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, in the locker room, you know, that Dave got his understand and understood. Right. Well, I, and I also look at it, when you're Clarkston, and this isn't, isn't meant to be like a disrespect to Clarkston, but I didn't think Clarkston was going to go undefeated this year. 
you know, you, you look at they've had their the target on their back. They're the champs. You know, at some point, somebody's going to have to, you know, give them a little bit of you know, humble pie, for, for instance. So, and then you have a team like East English, and I just always feel like they play with a chip on their shoulder. So I think they were just ready for it. And it's awesome when you get two finalists going at it, two Mr. Yep. Basketball hopefuls. It's an opportunity for the fans because we know both of them at the next level are going to be legit. Yep. And to see them in high school in this kind of a setting, um, it's, it's what BCAM I know loves. They want to see more of it, and we want to see more of oh, it. Oh, without a doubt. And I think one of the better things is they both play the same position. Mm-hmm. You know, And I, while I know that they didn't guard each other the entire game, you know, it, it's not like you've got a center – versus a point guard right. and, and then you can kind of I mean these guys are going toe to toe yep you know so I think that you know uh, you know Dave had a wonderful game mm-hmm. um, you know and coming off of that and I agree with you what you were saying earlier about the about Clarkston and uh, and not going under undefe- not being undefeated you know the OAA red is really really good the right. East you know uh, the, the PSL East is really, really really good, you know, and I think that those are the top two conferences, yeah. uh, top two leagues in the in the state, right? And so the, they're not going to get games off. I mean, they, I mean Hazel Park is coming up for <laughs> Clarkston, you know, yeah. talking about that's that going to be a, that's going to be a tough game. And yeah. like you said with East English, that's what Hazel Park likes to do. And not only that, they've got a lot of continuity because mm-hmm. they have seven seniors, you know, who have been playing together since you know for for three or four years, right? And so I think that 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 cohesive that cohesiveness that you have with seniors, not only that. Their backs are against the wall. You know, yeah. there are no other opportunities to win state championships. They right. had to win a lot of big games mm-hmm. your senior year. I mean, hey, if you're a freshman or a sophomore, junior, you know, hey, we'll, we'll have <laughs> next, year, we'll next year or whatever. But, you know, I think that I think that it was special for, for both of these teams to uh, to, to have that, you know, to, to play against each other. And kudos to North Farmington, BCAM, yep. you know, for putting that game together. Absolutely. The Back to the holiday roundup. Southfield Christian beats Detroit Kings 65-60. Yeah, that was that yeah. was also another nice one. But I tell you this, like Southfield Christian, they they've got some horses on that team. I mean, they're mm-hmm. they've got some really really good guards, and I think it starts with Harlan Beverly, mm-hmm. uh, the junior, who you know who's got offers from Michigan, Michigan, or maybe not Michigan, but you know he's got plenty of offers, yeah. you know, all around the country. Yep. Um, and then you also throw in Bryce Washington, who I think is one of those guys, and he's not he's the guy that hasn't really been brought up that much as far as Mr. Basketball candidates, mm-hmm. but. He he wants a state championship as well, and he's right. also very talented. I think he just topped their uh, their Southfield Christian's all time leading scoring. List. Yeah, and he just picked up an offer from Pitt, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yes, about he did. A couple weeks yep. ago. Yep. You look at that Southfield Christian team, and I think going into the year with Powers North Central presumably being down, you know, with the loss of all those seniors, we all kind of assume that you know it's Southfield Christian's title to win. But I think like a win like that over a good King team who was in your top five, I believe, in your preseason at rankings. Time, yep. um, you know, I think that's just a trademark win that kind of confirms what we all all knew about Southfield Christian. Right. And that you know, you harken back to last year's uh semifinal game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Instant class. Was yeah, that class D battle with uh North Powers was uh, Powers North Central was mm-hmm. unbelievable. So, uh yeah, I mean they got they're re- they're legit and uh of course, you know, they've got the the um the Lindsay then you've got Caleb, you know, then you've got Caleb Hunter mm-hmm. and then you've got a sophomore who I really liked in Dejon Humphrey mm-hmm. who I think is going to be one of the better 2020 players, and I was just looking through a list, and I was like, man, there are a lot of really good guards in this 2020 <laughs> right. class. And I just yeah. sent out something to, to uh, my college coach and the college coaches that I deal with, and, uh, 
And I said, this class is going to be really similar to the Michigan's 2013 class, where we had Monty Morris, where we had Derek Walton, mm-hmm. where we had Khalil Felder, where we had so many other yep. guys that were Denzel Watts wants up going to UAB. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, all these kids, they can't go to Michigan or Michigan State right, or right. the University of Detroit, Oakland Eastern, uh, you know, and other Division One schools, Central and Western. Right. You know, Lawrence Tech. State. Lawrence Tech, without a doubt. And I know Josh Pickens is out there working hard. That's right. you know, He's trying, trying to man. These, trying to get some of these guys. So, yeah. I mean, it is, it, it's a process, you know, and I it think is process I'm, I'm happy that he's recruiting the area you yeah know, josh pickens is, we have to yeah because i mean you don't you can go to c holman you can go to brother rice and you can go to bluefield hills you can go to renaissance you can go to university of detroit jesuit and you're going to find guys that have strong academic that can have this yeah. they can carry the academic weight here right. but they can also play basketball right? yeah maybe you know? they were sixth seventh or eighth out the bench but on a good program they're at practice right. every day and they're going up against those guys every day mm-hmm. without they, a doubt they're yeah, let's they not just Absolutely. You know, Southfield Christian is another great school. Yeah, yeah. without yeah. a doubt. I know that he was trying. I know that he was really trying to get Brock Washington. Right. You know, before he wound up committing to uh, you know walking on at Michigan State. Mm-hmm. So yeah, right. obviously we're here on campus on Lawrence yeah. Tech. Lawrence yeah. Tech is the uh, biggest sponsor. You know, yeah. uh, partner we call them, of course. Uh, of uh, the state champ sports network so you know i think they've had a rough start they got one win i think this year so uh but you know it's his first year he's talking about the coach uh, josh pickens who uh came from down south and um is uh from uh, illinois yeah right yeah yeah yeah, exactly uh i think he but he played uh nai ball if i remember right down south right yes exactly uh all right so uh you talked about hazel park a little bit um I can't remember the last time we really talked about Hazel Park basketball. Well, last uh, time we talked about Hazel Park where there wasn't some kind of controversy. Correct. You know, I mean, in a positive, last year, a positive yeah. way, uh, beat Henry Ford in overtime. And, uh, and from all the eyes, it looks like this team is, is legit and for real. They, they, beat, they beat Pershing. They mm-hmm. beat Depso. Um Those are some good know, class C teams. Got, yeah, and they've got like two or three other really good ones. Sorry about that. Just – they kind of escape, escape yeah. my right. mind right now. Yeah. But, again, their schedule and obviously was Henry Ford in overtime. Yeah, and, that, and their schedule – and all three of those teams are ranked or have been ranked. Right. right. You know, so in, and if you even want to look at it like the OAA red, yeah. you know, and going to Hazel Park, you know, I'm sure that there are bus drivers that are going to say, how do I get here? You know, <laughs> right. and all of a sudden now we're in the OAA red. Right? Yeah, you know, exactly. I mean, they added a really, really good team, and I mm-hmm. know that a lot of people are probably saying, you know, I know obviously it's not the powerhouse, but I meant to say that Hazel Park is better than Southfield. Right. You know, Southfield mm-hmm. A&T now. Mm-hmm. But, yes. You know, how does Southfield Lathrop and Southfield combine? And, right. You know, they don't have a better record than, right. than, than Hazel Park. You know, but hey, kudos to Brandon Barrett. You know, mm-hmm. kudos to all the seniors on that team, David Hearns and Carl Bow. Those two are know. as exciting. As, they're probably the most exciting tandem that nobody's seen or heard of at this and, point. And I suggest that from college coaches to fans, that, that and they play an exciting brand of basketball where, yeah. you know, they, they, they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And they can they can cause turnovers in a heartbeat, yep. you know, and then they can also run off 15 points with, without a, you know in a, a drop of a hat. And they've also right. got some really good guys uh, that that are helping out, you know, some role, role guys, mm-hmm. you know, who are you know probably going to play play somewhere in college, whether it be football or basketball. Right. Um, and I know that Kyle Washington, being one of those guys, is is brings just a ton of energy. You know, that guy right there, he's like, oh, you want you want me to go through that wall? You know, <laughs> right. Can I go through it again? Right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so. But yeah, kudos, kudos to him, you know. Right. 
This is the State Champs Hang Time High School Hoops Podcast. I'm Lauren Plant. We're joined by TJ Kelly and Jeff Dulac here for our first segment. And uh, since uh, we're recording this and uh, we are going to get some previews uh, into what's happening uh, this weekend, the Friday games yep. and, and anything going on this weekend, uh, how about some results from Tuesday that stand out to you? I can tell you, one, our main event this week mm -hmm. on State Champs on the television show, which airs Sundays at 9 a.m. on Fox Sports Detroit, uh, was a Class A number five versus number nine matchup, Clarkston versus Troy. Uh, Troy was down seven going into the fourth. Uh, Lawyer dropped 26 of his game high, 44 in the second half, and the Wolves beat the Colts 59-44. Scored 75% of his team's points. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, that, that's, that, that's phenomenal within yeah. itself. You know? But again, they're playing at Troy. Mm -hmm. you know? and, and don't forget, Troy was in the quarterfinals last year. Yes, you know? I know that I, like, when, I, when I did the initial rankings, people are saying, oh, you've got Troy high in there? You know, oh, right. their only losses to Canton, Canton seven and zero or eight and zero now. Right. You know, so hey, kudos to Troy, and they didn't have Jason Dietz either. And right. to say that they only lost by a point or two. I mean, that goes to talk well, talk to our point that we made earlier. You know, everybody's got that target on Clarkston's back. Nothing's going to be easy nope. every single game of the year for for Clarkston. Um, but, and Clarkston's deep, right. so you know it's. It, what does it say that uh, it, you know? I guess it's one of those things. Maybe if you just don't have it that night, mm -hmm. um, that lawyers like, look, guys, I'll, I'll carry you tonight. I'll score whatever is necessary right. for us to win. But you know, uh, generally, they, they the scoring is is obviously more spread out. Right. The the funny thing about it is though, so Clark it's lawyer had forty four points. You know he had. Three, four, five assists, six assists. So yeah. he, he's got his hands in on every single, you know, point possession that Clarkson has. It just shows just how important, how, and how impressive of a player he is. Um, at the beginning of last season, somebody asked me what I thought Foster Lawyer could be at the next level, and this is this wasn't meant with any disrespect to Foster. But it was like eh, maybe he'll be a serviceable player, and then with the run that he had in the playoffs last year and the way he started this year. There's no doubt in my mind that I, I completely underestimated what he could be at the college level. You know, he, he's, the, he's a little bit undersized, but he's probably the best shoot, pure shooter that I've seen in quite a while. You know, you go back to another, a couple other Clarkston shooters like a Nick Tattoo or a Cam and Nicky, uh, but, you know, he, he is just a sniper. Yeah. And obviously he's got great vision, great passing, great handles. And, and I think that the most important thing when we're talking about guards and point guards, especially going to the next level, I think that their job is to – one of the most important stats is winning. You know, what's their win percentage? Where have they won? You know, obviously, you know, Clarkson winning a state championship was huge. All right, he can run a team. He can do this, you know. I mean, college coaches don't get fired for having undefeated championship teams. You know, they might get fired for, you know, a point guard scoring 30 points a game. But, I mean, if you're only 500, well, I mean, what does that really mean? Right. You know? I mean, look at what Cassius Winston, the pedigree, came from mm -hmm. a Jesuit and what he's doing for the Spartans now. And right. won a state championship. Yep. Since, yes, we're on the, since we're on the topic of Clarkston, John Kidd, our cameraman, producer, editor, the, our jack-of-all-trades, just pointed something out to me that just came down. Uh, we'll talk about this more later on, but uh, Thomas Kithier's preliminary injunction has been denied, so he will remain ineligible for the remainder of his senior season. So I just want to throw that out there since and we're so, on right now. All right, so when Scott Bernstein joins yep. us a little bit later, we'll get into the details. What does that mean? Is there a chance for an appeal yep. or anything like that? So very so, interesting. Yep. So, so stick around. We'll, we'll get yeah. into more detail on that later, but I just that's want to point that, that out now. That's what you call a tease. Right. Yeah, and that's a mighty big one. Right yes, there. no doubt <laughs> yeah. about it. So before we take our first break, mm -hmm. uh, this breaking news, uh, your thoughts, TJ, on, on this whole Kithier case? I've... It, it's it's a the MHSA can stick to their rules if let's say the the judgment was for Kithier 
And it, let me just, before you go on, more, yeah. let, let me just say, in case somebody's like, what is going on? You know, there are people who are not as yeah. clued in. Uh, Kithier went to Macomb, Dakota, transferred to Clarkston this year, and uh, he has been denied to play because the MHSA says that he transferred for athletic purposes right. and not academic purposes. Yep. Uh, even though I, now his family moved to Clarkston. Yes. Okay. And uh, but they still believe that that is to the rules that that is ineligible. Uh, he's fighting it. He lost in court today. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of where it stands. Please. Yeah. Um, and I think that. Well, let's say this. When. You, 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 he can't really, or Kithier, is, he let his fate rely on other people's hands. Yep. You know, that's that's a really. I'm good sure point. that this judge right now, you could say, you could, hey, n- name four teams from the OAA Red, and they would have no exact, <laughs> no idea what, what's going on at all. You know, right. they're just they just have to stay to the law of the land, and then Pontiac Northern. Is, yeah, right, 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 yeah, Pontiac Central. You know, I mean, yeah. so what, right. you know, so I mean, so but it, you know, if if they're just going stand by the T and the bylaws that that the MHSA has set forth. Right. Then it's it's kind of hard for them to understand or something like that, and they're like, oh, you know, I mean, that, this judge is probably like, well, why would you leave this school, anyways? Right. You know, I mean, you've been there since you were in kindergarten, and all of a sudden you're going to leave, right. and maybe that's the way the judge is thinking. I mean, you could probably, I mean, the, he probably doesn't even know, you know, oh, the Pistons moved from the Palace, right? You know, <laughs> but he probably does know and was informed that this is a high value recruit, and he yeah. will be at Michigan yeah. State next year with the point guard from Clarkston, who he played AAU with. Right. He plays AAU with, and that's where they're going to say it came the undue influence. I'm sure. Yeah. When when the news came out that you know the Kithier family was going to going to you know pursue a different avenue, a uh, uh, different avenue to get him eligible, uh, my first thought was, "Oh, this now gets interesting." But the more it went on, the more I read, and the more you know, we kind of inform ourselves. It became more and more clear that it wasn't going to work out in favor of, the, of Kithier. Yeah, that's, it, that's just how I felt. But yeah. it, as as it went on, it's just kind of like, well, this is kind of a, a last gasp attempt is kind of how I looked at it, you know, going into today. Um, right. So I think the big, some more surprising news would have been if Thomas Kithier uh, was eligible, ruled eligible. And I think what they were trying to say is, look, this court process is going to take a long time. By the time you guys even make up your mind, the season's going to be over. You're going to be so he lo- So he right. loses anyway. Yeah. So why not just have a stay, let him play while you guys figure this out? Mm-hmm. That's what's there, the other right. side's case. Right. And then, of course, they're going to say, well, if let him play, and then we figure it out, and it's ruled and else. Well, then he played. Yeah. Right. And so, let's say they make that, it's, let's say it's, let's say they, they make that stay. And he can play, and then all of a sudden, Clarkston winds up getting to the state semifinals. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they say, oh, well, they, they you, know, you're no, you know, he can't play. Right. Yeah. I mean, is that an injustice to the teams that they already beat? Right. And all of a sudden, I mean, whoever they're playing in the, stem, the semifinals or whatever that game next game would come along, mm-hmm. yeah. and now they get to game, you know, their, right. their game plan changes right. a little and bit. I, and I can hear, I'm playing devil's advocate, right. I can hear some people who are listening or watching this now, and, they're, and maybe they're clued into what's going on. They're like, well, uh, sure, it was a... Uh, an athletic move. Of course, this kid wants to play high-level basketball. Macomb, Dakota is not going to be what they have been the last right. several years. They've lost a lot of players um, because they graduated. I mean, right. guys moved and on. That's what happens. You know, yeah. and that's what happens. So, uh, you know, of course, this is what he wanted to do, and he didn't get away with it. You know, I, it, it comes down to, in my opinion, I had a couple of conversations about it. I'm not a, you know, five years ago I was completely against transfers. Now I'm kind of softened on it. Because unless the sport itself, meaning the coaches' association, everybody that goes along with it, can self-police everybody, 
you know, that, that from top to bottom. I don't care if you're transferring from Dakota to Clarkston, UD Jesuit to St. Mary's, or Waterford Lady of the Lakes to Clarkston Everest. It doesn't matter. Unless you can completely self-police, you're, you're going to end up with situations like this. And this, the Thomas Kithier situation is just one of many, and this is just the most high-profile case that we've seen. So I think, the, I guess in my opinion, the, the focus should be turned on to recruiting. You know, transfers are going to happen. You cannot stop them from happening, but you can prevent recruiting and high school recruiting going from school to school. So, you know, maybe that's the way you look yeah. at it, but I don't think that will that's change. That's a slippery slope, exactly. too. Yeah, exactly. but, but, but I think that there is some policing yeah. because the other Macomb, Dakota, they could have signed off on the waiver yep. and said that it's not athletically purpose or not or is at, that it wasn't an academic transfer. Right. And I think the other thing that in, in, in going deeper, you have, you have two of the largest schools in the state. Right. Yes. And to say that, oh, well, we, well, our school is better than yours because we have better academics. Now you start, now you start talking about, like, uh, property home values. You start talking about a whole bunch of other things and awards. Mm-hmm. They go to academic purposes. You right. know? And yeah. I know that I've talked with many other people, and they've said, oh, well, you, know, well, you can go to, uh, from uh, Southfield Christian to Southfield A&T, and you don't have to sit out if you're in the band. You right. know? Well, the band isn't run by the MHSA. <laughs> right, you know, exactly. They, they can go to play in different bowl games and stuff like that down in Florida mm-hmm. and all that stuff because they, the MHSA, you know, doesn't right. have a three hundred. They're, they're not. Yeah. There is no part of it, so right. they get to you know kind of go about it themselves. But I think the the policing, you know, does go through the waiver forms that right. each school signs, yeah. and you know their that's, kids. That's, Sage Walker went from Ithaca to Corona last year, yep. and originally there was not a problem at all. When they signed off on it, I think somebody said to the athletic director or whoever signed off on it said, hey, that kid's only he's six foot nine and he's a sophomore, mm-hmm. you know, and all of a sudden he had to wind up sitting for the year. And right. so it was a roll of the dice yeah. where, you know, I mean, you're not in control of, of what's going on. And there are going to be inconsistencies, right. obviously, yes. as we've seen. So no doubt. why even go out there and roll the dice? To the rules you know? the, later you, the later you get into high school, the, the bigger of a risk it is because you know, you're going into your senior year, you don't know that you've played your last basketball game, which Kithier now has, you know, whereas if if you're a sophomore, you still have at least one more year, even if you sit out your junior year. Yeah, and it's all about profile, you know, if this is just class D to class D, you're never going to play in college or something, you know, it it probably is, they just say it doesn't happen. And it it happens, you know, there are so many transfers that go around, and it, it is what it is, and if the other school wound up you know, signing off on it, that, that's fine. You know, yeah. I mean, I know of a kid that wound up getting cut from the team. The school wound up cutting, signing the waiver. Yeah, right. And he's starting in the leading score for another team right now. Yeah. You know, but yeah. it's because both of those schools, you know, said, you know, and I think that the school that signed off on it, where he was originally going to school, they're saying, you know, we're not going to take, we're not going to take basketball away from this kid because he wouldn't have played here, yeah. but right. he can go play somewhere else. And so I think that that's one of the bonuses, I guess. And, and the other thing is just having good rapports with everybody, you know, different athletic directors and stuff like that. So that, you know, you, you can, you can go out there and reach for, reach out for with an olive branch and stuff like that right. and, and get things really taken care of rather than, Oh well, you know this and that, and then all of a sudden, you know, you also can't say that you know it's a toxic, it's a toxic uh, environment or a toxic right. community. When you go out there and you're talking about a toxic community again, you're slamming an entire school district and an entire and an entire city. And right. you know, somebody who's just bought a house for one hundred fifty thousand dollars or two hundred fifty thousand dollars or something like that, you know, they're looking for that appraisal to be a little bit higher as the years go on. And all of a sudden, it's a toxic community. Well, man, if they're bullying this six foot eight, two hundred twenty pound kid. You know, and he's in a toxic community. You know, what, what's my kid going to do at five foot three and 110 pounds? 
Right. You know, he's going to be his lunch money take it every day. <laughs> right. You know? All right. Well, on that note, uh, that ends the first segment here of State Champs Hang Time. We'll be right back with the uh, same crew here. We're going to talk about TJ's latest rankings. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. Fundraising should be fresh, flavorful, and simple. We have the perfect solution at Hungry Howie's. Dough Razor. Your team or school can sell paper pizza certificates that can be redeemed for one medium pizza at participating locations. We've been doing this fundraiser for about four years, and it's the easiest and best and most profitable fundraiser they have in Michigan. Go to doughraiser.com to learn more and sign up. Your next fundraiser comes with flavored crust. Welcome to Hungry Howie's Dough Razor. Welcome back to State Champs Hang Time. This is the first basketball podcast of the year. We'll be doing it all season long. Joining me right now, I'm Lauren Plant, is Jeff Dulac and TJ Kelly. Want to get into TJ Kelly's rankings? You can find them right now at statechampsnetwork.com. Why don't we kind of get to the Super 10? That is what we view as the top 10 teams in the state right now. Uh, Cast Tech sitting at number one for the first time since maybe 1983 or something <laughs> yeah. in those logs. We'll have to ask Markowski when the last time that was. Yeah, it's definitely uh, been a while. It's been a while. Uh, Cast Tech one, you've got Ann Arbor Skyline two, Hazel Park three, River Rouge four, New Haven five, Benton Harbor six, East English Village seven, Clarkston eight, East Lansing nine, and Carmen and Ainsworth Ten. Uh, talk first off. Why Cast Tech? Um, because they don't have obviously the the uh, you know they're not coming off a championship or anything. But uh, but Steve Hall, the former technician, uh, who the former Rogers coach, yeah. who is is you know the AD there is kind of like part time AD AD yep. during football, and then he's coached during basketball. Um, he's built uh, quite a quite a. A deep a group. A, a deep nucleus. Team. A nucleus. A nucleus of 12. A core. Yeah, <laughs> right. so a nucleus of 12. A baker's dozen. Right. Yeah, and you know, and this has also been the frustration for a lot of basketball fans, thinking you know, how well Cast Tech has been in football mm-hmm. over the last decade, and uh, the athletes that uh, obviously go to the school. It's one of the best schools in the city, if not you know, the best right. in, in terms of overall schools. So you think they'd all want to be there, uh, yet basketball struggled over the years, but you like this team. I, I, I do. I um, I see that they won the city championship last year, which I thought was huge. Yep. I think that there, there are hurdles that teams have to overcome. If they don't win the city championship last year, I probably don't put them as high as I do just because I think that they have to gain that experience. Right. Um, one good thing that they do have is a lot of depth. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they're long. They can, they can trap 94 feet. Yeah. And when you can subs- make wholesale substitutions – you know, I know that the other teams have got to be like, oh, man, I thought I was going to get a break. Mm-hmm. There is no break when you no. play against Cast Tech. And that's whether it be on the boards. That's whether – I mean, they've got so many different weapons. Well, if somebody's not shooting the ball well, we can, we can find out who that other hot hand – we're not going to have ten guys that all aren't shooting the ball well. Right. And not only that, they bring the consistencies to the game, which I think is defense and rebounding. And they've got two of the best rebounders in the state, and Randy Gilbert, who's going to Fair State, who I've talked to and. I mean, the people are like, oh, you know, because I had him in the top 30 of my of the of the state rankings, mm-hmm. you know, as far as players go. They're like, oh, he's going to Ferris State. Well, well, first of all, Ferris State is really, really right. good. And then second, and then, and then the other thing is, if Randy Gilbert winds up waiting until the end of the season and winning a state title, the further you, the better you play, and the further your team goes along in the playoffs, the more 
notoriety that you're going to yep. get. And there's going to be a, a Division One school that's going to step up to the plate and wind up offering. So I kind of look at him as a Division One player who's going to go play Division Two. Right. You had in Jalen Tobias who transferred in from Renaissance after his I think freshman year, sophomore yeah. freshman year, and uh, it was for for Jalen. I mean, this is a kid who's gets after it on the boards at mm-hmm. boards at six foot six, very athletic, and is a different player than Randy. Yeah. Randy can step out and shoot it where Jalen, when he's really clicking and on, and on all horses, he's getting every rebound. Mm-hmm. He's the guy who's getting up and down the getting up and down the floor, looking to make those transition finishes. Yeah. And then you throw in a kids like Tyson Acuff, and while he's only a sophomore, he was on that he was a starter. He was a starter on that mm-hmm. team, and he's six two, six three right now. Yeah. And a pass first point guard, so he's unselfish, and he realizes, you know what, I can win. I can get the ball to these juniors and seniors, and they're going to go out there and get things done. Right. Here's the thing that stands out to me about Castac is. Last year, I got a chance to see their their playoff game against UD Jesuit, where they lost, and you could tell by talking to Coach Hall and certain seeing certain members of that team that loss was going to mean something. Mm-hmm. And with how they've played early on this season, you can see that it meant something. And you know they're building off of that. That was a young team last year. That was a team that really hadn't seen a lot of success in recent years. They're building towards something. Is that a state championship this year? Who knows. But but they're building towards something and something serious. And they have all the resources. Right. Being the school. Yep. Right. You know everything they have to offer there, and uh, obviously it's a. I mean, when you get it's a recruiting mecca. How many? Right. He gets 150 kids that want to, you know, try yeah. and out for his basketball mm-hmm. team. You know, and if you can only take a dozen out of you know the 3,500 kids or 3,000 kids that go to the school, mm-hmm. well, you know, it, and it, I know a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, about time. You know, yeah. I think, I think yeah. the other thing was Steve, no doubt. Steve is when you go back to those three championships that he won at Rogers, you know, back in the early 20th century, oh, yeah, right, you know, yeah, the 21st yeah, century. Yeah. You know? yeah, really, and then that? he also had success at Detroit Northwestern, wound up winning a city championship there. And so I think that that was some that was beneficial to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the progress that that Cass is making right now because he's not used to losing. And right. He, and then after he left Northwestern, then he went to Duquesne. Yep. And then after that, he wound up going to Youngstown State. So he's got right. that college experience where he can really hit And he home. was here, mm-hmm. you know, during those times recruiting players for Duquesne and, and Youngstown State. So he was still in the loop, in the mix, talking, you know, seeing kids. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, and he's just, you know, he's passionate about it. He's, a, you know, he's from the city. I mean, from Cass Tech. He was there when they were good. And who would want to coach and, your alma mater? Yeah. Oh, know? yeah. Right. No, absolutely. He's, uh, I, I, yeah, he, I love the guy. He's got a legitimate opportunity to bring a state championship back to the city. And so speaking of new schools, uh, we've got new kids on the block, relatively speaking, when it comes to high schools. Uh, Ann Arbor Skyline uh, this year is uh, a team that uh, I believe is a force to be reckoned with. You've got them ranked number two in the state. Uh, and... Uh, again, this is it's interesting when you have new schools like this uh, in an area like Ann Arbor, which obviously there's a lot of talent that is spread out. It's huge. And um, it seems like uh, Skyline this year is, you know, again, it's such a great school, great community and everything. I think it was only a matter of time and the right leadership uh, to get these guys where they are now serious contenders. Oh, without a doubt. And I think that, you know, let's start with Brandon Wade. You know, there's, there's your leader right there. He's a point guard. He's going to play for Duquesne next year, and hopefully for the next four years he'll be there. Uh, but, you know, and the other thing is they've just got a lot of, they've got a lot of cohesiveness because you've mm-hmm. got juniors, you've got seniors, you've got his younger brother, Ryan Wade, who's a junior. You've got Jack Ammerman who can shoot the lights out. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got to guard him out to the volleyball line. Right. <laughs> then you add in some other guys, and they can really get things done. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about a transfer. Uh, they just lost Christian Knox 
um, who just transferred over to Ypsilanti okay. um, this past weekend. But he was a vital part of that, that, that four or five-headed monster that they have in their backcourt. Um, how much that affects them going into the future is probably going to, you know, that could, that could probably be, uh, cause a little bit of problems. But I think that they're, that they're safe in what, in where they're go- and where they're going um, in going through league play when they face Pioneer and play, face Huron, which are going to be yeah. uphill battles or can be uphill battles. And the whole area – no, you're, that's because this, this one. Out. I just missed it by a second. Yeah, he, okay. he has to return it. When that happens, don't worry. I know yeah. it's – I okay. just keep talking. Uh, all right. And that's so we'll pick it up right there. Uh, and the whole area of Ann Arbor traditionally is a basketball hotbed. Yep. You know, I can remember when we first started state champs, those were those pioneer yep. uh, heydays, you know. Uh, and it was always that districts that were so incredibly mm-hmm. tough. Uh, Huron would come in in other schools. And, and obviously the Ypsilanti schools uh, have been holding their own for a long time. There, uh, there's but, a really, really good guard at Ann Arbor Pioneer named Drew Louder. Yep. And he's yes. a guy that you're going to want to yes, know in the next I couple of years. Him, yeah. yes. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. He's, 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 he's phenomenal. He's the real deal. Yeah. And, and then they've also got some other guys. Uh, uh, Kayshawn, uh, who's, who's, uh, his, his dad was a college coach. Okay. They want to move him to uh, Ann Arbor. Mm-hmm. Dad just got a job at Eastern Michigan, and okay. so he's six foot six in Kayshawn, um, and now he's really helping uh, the you know Pioneer get to where they're going. Um, unfortunately, they just lost to Belleville, uh, which was a much needed win for Belleville uh, on Tuesday night. But you know it, it is what it is. You know, so uh, you know there's still a lot of season left. But yeah, Skyline is Skyline is the 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 class of the, yeah. toast, the toast of Ann Arbor at this time. This is the State Champs Hang Time Podcast, joined by TJ Kelly, Jeff Dulac. It's our first show of the year. We're going to be here all season long. We're talking about the top boys basketball teams and uh, TJ's rankings. You can find them at statechampsnetwork.com. We feel these are the legit rankings. Yep. These are the ones you put a lot of time into uh, You know, every week because it can change every week. Without a doubt. And I think that having, you know, just having your ear to the ground yes. and having a, having a good idea, not only yeah. that – while you, talk you to probably coaches. can't see everybody in the excuse yeah. me during the season, yeah, you know that's why I go spend a lot of time watching team camps in June. Yes, you can watch fall leagues and you can get a yeah. gist of a lot of different what teams are going to forecast for their their upcoming season. And mm-hmm. you yeah. know, I, I was pretty happy when when I when I talked to Steve Hall and I said, like, "Hey, I'm going to have you at number two in the right. state." <laughs> yeah. you know, and this is before you know Clarkston wound up losing. Yeah, and it, you know, he was like, "You you really don't like you're the only person that's saying that." You know, right. and it's and you know, hopefully, you know, I was like, okay. well, we'll see how things wind up shaking right. out. And right now they're undefeated. When so. TJ ran out his preview, I think TJ got a firsthand look at how, you know, the Tom Markowski's of the world kind of see their rankings every single season. Because, you know, looking through our social media, seeing, oh, TJ doesn't know what he's talking right. about. Why of could course. he, why would he think this instead of that? I mean, TJ's at more games than anybody I've ever come across when covering high school football, basketball, baseball, any of it. So TJ, TJ knows the stuff. All yeah. year long. It's yeah. a 365 effort. That's right. hey, you know, and not only that, I think they're just doing, you know, go out there and doing your homework. And the yeah. other thing is, I you know I've had people that have asked me, you know, about this and about that. So that kind of leads up into what going into Skyline, who we have as number two. Well, as number three, we have Hazel Park, yep. who is also undefeated, mm-hmm. who is, you know, pretty much jumped on the scene and going up from class A to, or from class B to class A. Yep. And then also joining the OAA Red, and I think that they were in the OAA White the year before. Right. And so I think that there was, you know, I was a little skeptical. While I still had them in the top 25, you know, I was like, how, well, how are they going to do with, uh, you know, with facing uh, Clarkston twice a year? Now you've got to yeah. face Troy twice a year. You've got to face all these tough, tough, strong teams yeah, Troy's twice a division. year. Yep. And then he also picked up 
the, uh, 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 an off or excuse me the the non-conference schedule, not yep. league play, and they went through the gauntlet. Yep. You know, I mean, they played. You know, they beat, what people are saying they beat Pershing. They want to beat in Depsa. They want to yeah. beat in Henry Ford. Yeah. You know, and they want to coming up with a lot of really big wins, which I think solidifies where I have them at number three. And so when I'm juggling, I'm like, hey, maybe should I should I have Hazel Park ranked above Skyline or Skyline, or maybe I should flip flop them or something like that. And then I had to remember back two years ago when Skyline played Hazel Park. And they have all the same pieces. Right. You know, and I know that they're sophomores at the time. And I think that, you know, sometimes doing these schedules, and when people call me up, they're saying, what about this game? And I say, well, then, you know what? That's going to be a great preview of further down the road. And so all these guys are sophomores. And then now they're all, back then where they were sophomores when they played, Skyline put a beating on them. Yep. And, all right. You know, hey. so it, it is what it is. That's and good I, insight. I know, and I know that you can't really go back and necessarily see everybody right. changes from, right. yeah. from sophomores. But at the end of the day, Matt, these are, these are these are these are rankings, yep. and the best thing about what we have in this tournament situation that we have in March is that everybody gets to play in the tournament. Records are out the door. Who cares what your ranking is? You know, I mean, if you're Clarkston, or if you're one of those high-ranked ranked teams, yeah, if you're going to have a, a target on your back, you know? right? But so it's almost tougher for those teams. You know, when you've got when you're getting everybody's best night in and night out, like you talked about earlier with Clarkston, mm -hmm. you know, they're going to get their best from Troy, and oh, Troy's sure. a really good team for sure. You know, let's do no, this. No question. Let, yeah, let's do this as we uh, finish this segment. Uh, let's talk about uh, real quick your thoughts and your thoughts on the top three teams in each division. Uh, Class A, we already know. We talked about Cash Tech. Uh, let's talk about River Rouge and Class B, who you got number one. Yeah, they, they want to make it into the semifinals last year. Uh, the same thing with New Haven and the same thing with Benton Harbor. Um, and obviously, New Haven wound up winning a state championship. I think that Rouge, in a lot of ways, is, has a lot of the same characteristics that Clarkston has, mm -hmm. or excuse me, that, that uh, Cass Tech has, where they've got an experienced coach, one of the best guys, or one of the best coaches around, yeah. and, Mar and Mark White, who won up winning state championships with uh, Detroit Renaissance, yep. you know, 10, 15 years ago. Then you look at, they have a deep team. They've mm -hmm. got a senior point guard who can really go out there and get things done, and he really defends. And then, they've, then they're loaded with juniors, and they also have one of the, the best freshmen in uh, a kid named Legend Jeter, who I'm sure we'll be talking about over the next few years. I'm, I'm a big fan of pointing out names, my favorite names. Legend Jeter is up Legend there. Jeter is, is a legendary yeah. name. Yeah, with, hey, without a doubt. And he's only going to be more legendary. Legendary last name, too. Right. That's right. <laughs> right, yeah. So, I mean, but, it, but he also spells it with a G instead of a J. Yeah. But, you know, at, at six foot six, you know, and he's got good size. He's not walking in there as a skinny kid. Right. You know, he's, he's got varsity. He can play on the varsity level. Right. And I think just keeps, you know, catching up with the speed of the game yeah. um, is going to be his biggest adjustment. And I think that he's, you know, done a good job of contributing to uh, River Rouge as they are undefeated. Yeah. yeah. The thing that I love most about River Rouge, and you know it's going to happen every single year, is they extend the, the extend the entire basketball court. They make you pass the ball. They make you take care of the ball. And if you don't, they will blow you out of the gym in, in, in a second. And I think you know that's the, that's a trademark of what River Rouge basketball is, and that hasn't changed under Mark White. Right, right. How about Granville Calvin Christian in Class C? You know what? I really like Calvin Christian. They just lost to Goodrich, mm -hmm. or excuse me, not Goodrich, um, Godwin Heights. Okay. Um, last week, um, whether they were to get over that hump, uh, you know, obviously Godwin Heights being a really strong team. The You've problem got them ranked fifth in B. Yep, yep, and I've got them ranked fifth in B. Godwin, I think, got ahead of themselves uh, over the Christmas break or the holiday break, and when they lost to Forest Hill Central, Forest Hill Central in a basketball mm -hmm. in a basketball tournament, I believe, at Cornerstone University. And so, right. 
you know, I, I know that I've had some guys that were like, oh, well, you've got Catholic Central above us, and we beat Catholic Central. I was like, at the same time, Catholic Central didn't lose to Forest Hill Central because that's a game that – a, a, that you would think a team with that much experience that is they still have plenty of key pieces from their state championship a, a few years ago that they're not going to drop games to Forest Hill Central and it makes me think how in tune are they going to be to bring it every every game because mm -hmm. they've also got a target on their back you know since they've won that state championship yeah. when Lamar Norman was a freshman you know yeah. Marquis Hastings wasn't even somebody that was on the radar now right. he's headed to Butler and I think they'd you know, I mean, he's he's as tough as you he's, get, and he's just he's he really a rebounding is. machine. And I mean, like you you can look at him and stuff like that, and like, mm -hmm. hey man, this guy's Antonio Gates right here, right? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, you know, I you know, not to go back to Class B, but you look at the top three in Class B, which is New Haven, Benton Harbor, and River Rouge, no order, but those are the top three. Don't sleep on Godwin Heights because you look at guys like Lamar Norbin, Marquise Hastings; those guys are going to try and go out their senior year with a state title and kind of finish off, you know, what they started. Oh, yeah, so with, without that, it, that's a team that I really like going forward. And I'll tell you this: yeah. Old Redford is 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 pretty good. Yeah. They they only played two games, and I was surprised by that. Don't only see two. And, games. I, and I'll let you know. And the reason why they've only played two games, and they're only going to play a few more games up until the until the break is because they do have some transfers that were coming in. Okay. Their coach decided, you know what, I'm not going to – I'd rather win games in, in late January, February, and March mm -hmm. rather than play eight games before a lot of these kids are going to become eligible. Fair. And said pretty much, hey, the MHSA is going to rule these kids ineligible, mm -hmm. and we're just going to go and we're going to follow the, 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 the path right. that the MHSA has set, set ahead of us. And if some guys don't play until January, that's fine. We're prepared. And we're just going to go along with it rather than just assuming, oh, well, you know, the MHSA is going to rule our guys eligible, and they just moved into the district. Right. You know, because sometimes you never know what you're going to get. But yeah. Old Redford's got Mark Watts, who's one of the best juniors the in the state. Man. He's got offers from Michigan and Michigan State yep. amongst other places all around the country. And I think that they also have the top sophomore in the state in Isaiah Jackson, who is fantastic. Uh, who is fan fantastic. I think he's the best defender mm -hmm. in, in the state as a sophomore. He's six foot eight. And he's super mobile. Yep. He's super mobile, and he goes to block every single shot. He goes to get every single rebound, and he can get up and, Who's he and got fly up and down right the court. Uh, let's, I think that he'll have his choice of where he wants to go um, in, the, in the future at six foot eight. And, yep. you know, I, I look at guys like Nerlin Knowles and stuff like that who played at Kentucky, who's in the league. And while he not, might not be the shot blocker that he is, right. Nerlin was able to – it wasn't his offense that got him as far as, oh, it, right, yeah. as, far as it did. And so I think with Nerlin, you know, that he can be a – or excuse me, with uh, Isaiah, if he's six foot ten, wow! I mean, we're talking about oh yeah, he's still growing. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you talk about a phenomenal player, you know. Yeah. And then they also have some other pieces on that team, who I, who I think, you know, they're they just don't have the depth right. that Benton Harbor has. That mm -hmm. yeah. that's you know some of these other teams. And I love Benton Harbor. You know, Benton, you could take any of these three teams, and you and you could have them play, and there there there's no clear cut. You know, who's better than than anybody else at that time? I think with New Haven. Losing Eric Williams, and I think that everybody's really getting to see how good Eric Williams is. Yeah, because he's, he's won what three uh, freshman of the freshman of the weeks or something like that for uh, for Duquesne yeah. in the Atlantic Ten, which I think is now get to really see. Wow, that kid was really a, a key element to New Haven's championship run yeah. last year. I mean, you look that's that's going to be New Haven's you know problem this year. Maybe not a problem; it's a good problem to have after last year. But finding that Eric Williams, you know, the, you know, Eric Williams don't grow on trees. And he was kind of a late bloomer, at least in the eyes of those who, who weren't, you know, didn't familiarize themselves with New Haven basketball like myself. But you saw just kind of the, the leap he made from his junior to senior year. And 
obviously from his senior year of high school to freshman year of college. And a lot of that has to do from his his evolution in high school. I mean, I remember watching him play when he was a when he started off at St. Clair, you know, yeah. as a, as a and he was there as a sophomore, and then he wound up transferring. But he was only six foot tall at that time. Oh, really? Six foot one. Okay. You know, and he wound up keep on kept on you know keep on growing. And I remember he just wound up winning uh, uh, his I think his third uh, Atlantic Ten uh, award. Right. And then I got a call that same day from uh, one of the coaches, uh, Scott Greenman from uh, American University, and he's like, "Man, I wish that kid would have if." If his if his test score was that much higher, because American offered after his sophomore year, right? And I mean, they probably wouldn't have got him, you know. Right. But he just, you know, you're in a high academic school, and so you, you know, they're looking for certain grades. Right. While everybody else kept on sleeping on him, you know, I think that Eric would definitely be able to help out. I mean, it's hard to say that he won't be able to help out any program, any college right. in Michigan. Yeah. You know, I'm and I'm including Michigan or Michigan State in that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so. I mean, it is what it is, and and that's why we're you know they still got the same process. Dennis Rodman was six foot two, and all of a sudden now he's six foot eight, and he's a Hall of Famer with many championships. Well, they're not the same player, but the same situation. Yante Maton, guy who just we knew about him when he was a sophomore and junior, but he hit that senior year in kind of that late bloomer where you went from being a really good player to a star. Yeah, and I feel that's that's the type of leap that Eric Williams made from junior to senior year. Right. Let's wrap it up in Class yep. D. Um, Powers North Central uh, is not going to be what they were the last several years. Right. Um, just because when you lose a superstar, that's what happens. Uh, Southfield Christian, you know, you've got them back on top of the mountain right now. Uh, yep. Do you see anyone else uh, in D being able to challenge them? Uh, yeah, they've got too much firepower. Um, I, if if Southfield Christian doesn't win, then then they'll be able to look themselves in the mirror. Um, and have that discussion. Yeah. Um, but I think this this championship is theirs to lose. Um, you know, to be back on top. Yeah. You know, after a, you know three year hiatus. Yeah. You know, is is huge. But you know, go back and you know, go back to players like Harlan Beverly. Yep. You know, who is absolutely phenomenal. And then you've also got Caleb Hunter. You've got Bryce Washington. They're the school's all time leading scorer. You've got Dejon Humphrey. Mm-hmm. You've got some other guys that are workhorses that are going to give you a lot of energy. Yeah. You know, in exactly what they need. They're not going to try to exceed anything. You know what? All I need to do is shoot the ball two or three times a game. Make sure I can get the ball to Bryce and Harlan and and, and Caleb and and Dejan, and I'm good. Right. You know. Sometimes it. Good you know, the, the, the victory. The victory is going to come by doing less for a lot of yeah. these guys. Yeah. You know, as far as in the scoring department. What I'm interested in Class D to see, and I, you know, I don't know any specifics about this year's Wyoming Triunity Christian team, but that's a team that before the Southfield Christian dynasty began, Triunity Christian had their own dynasty going. Mm-hmm. So I'd be interested to see, you know, where they're tracking, you know, to see if if they're, you know, on their way back up. You know, I still don't believe anybody can compete with Southfield Christian, but I'm interested to see if, you know, they're on their way back. Yeah, and we'll see how Oakland Christian does against Southfield Christian yeah, when they meet. Yeah, yeah, and that and that's going to be a, a, a tough test for Oakland Christian. Yeah, right. Now, you look at some of the other teams – Buckley, who was in the in the quarterfinals, or excuse me, the semifinals, semifinals yeah. last year uh, in class, they have everybody D, back. They have everybody back, and they're really good. And they've actually stepped up some of they're their tough. They they stepped up their schedule. They said, "Hey, you right, know what? They're we're two gonna... and two right now, so you would think they're yeah. bad, but it's because who they're playing, right?" And and so they, but it, and I kind of look at it like, ah, you, you can't lose a game to Kalamazoo Hackett, and while Kalamazoo Hackett, you know, has a strong team, you know, has a strong record. I'm not necessarily sure that that's a team that's looking to win a state championship, that that's a game that they should lose. Right. Um, and then I think that they just played um, – I think Buckley and Frankfurt just played. Okay. And Or Buckley and uh, Maple City Glen, Glen Lake just played. And um, and I had Glen Lake ranked number 10 mm-hmm. in Class C. Well, Buckley just wound up winning that game. So that's a – you know, that's a, that's a feather in their hat yep. because – 
while they're not in so many Class D schools, they're not in the Southeast Michigan area mm -hmm. where they can go and play a Detroit King like right. Southfield Christian or a Pershing and play some of these other tough, tough battles. And More so they have to go and play who they can right. play. Yeah. You know, so yeah. sure. I, I think Absolutely. that that's big. But I'd love to see a, a team like Tri-Unity Christian. I'd love to see them play uh, Godwin Heights or Grand Rapids Catholic Central. Yeah. Uh, you know, just to kind of step it up and say, hey, just you know a gauge. What? Yeah, where, where you know, at. just as a gauge. I'm with you. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, these guys are going to step away for a bit as Dan Young is going to join us next here. We're going to have a discussion with uh, our B-CAM segment uh, of the show where we're going to talk about uh, uh, some rankings. We're going to talk about Mr. Basketball uh, specifically, so that's coming up next. But they'll be back a little bit later, so don't go anywhere. Today, we'd like to talk about the basketball rules point of emphasis for this season. Nationally, there is a concern about lack of enforcement for intentional fouls, especially at the end of the game. An intentional foul is contact that neutralizes an opponent's obvious advantage. Contact is not a clear attempt to play the ball, or when contact is an intentional foul, it is not solely judged on the severity of the act. Intentional fouls are either strategic to stop the clock or otherwise tactically done against an opponent. The foul could be innocent in severity or excessive in intensity and force. Regardless, they are all intentional fouls and should be called as such. To learn more about basketball rules and points of emphasis for this season, please visit the MHSAA website. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to State Champs Hang Time. And so this is the first episode of our High School Hoops podcast. going to run all season long. Uh, DoughRaiser.com, Hungry Howie's Dough Razor, big sponsor. And our second big sponsor is BCAM, the Basketball Coaches Association of Michigan. Uh, Dan Young is a member of BCAM and is really the catalyst for uh, his involvement here with the State Champs Sports Network. Uh, and uh, they're in on the podcast, and we dig it, man. What's up, Dan? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's always a pleasure to be here. It's fun. Uh, it's great to talk hoops and uh, you know, get excited about it and spread the word on BCAM. And so, yeah, it, it's always a pleasure to be here. No doubt. And uh, you can see Dan's uh, fast break segments uh, with myself on State Champs every Sunday at 9 a.m. on Fox Sports Detroit. Of course, we re-air throughout the state uh, several times throughout the week. And uh, you can check the segments on statechampsnetwork.com. We're going to talk a little bit about teams this week, so that's what's going on there. But here for those who uh, are kind of, you know, a little curious about BCAM, what's happening with BCAM, maybe a little history of the BCAM and, uh, you know, Dan, your involvement. And, you know, there's been some change over the years at the top, uh, as it were. And, uh, of course, you guys are huge advocates for the sport. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, people just don't realize, like, what goes into, you know, a, a coaches association. So maybe you can just give us the the, the synopsis. Absolutely. Uh, BCAM started in the mid-70s. I believe it was 76. Okay. But in the mid-70s. Got it. And started as a mid-Michigan organization. Tom Hersey and many others started the association. It branched out to the state eventually. Uh, we are a nonprofit. We are um, proud to say, but the numbers are every year. Uh, you you um, have members every year that we have been the largest association in the country. Wow. Uh, and so that's um, 
a credit to a lot of people. I think part of that is we are not only high school coaches, we are college coaches, we are assistant coaches, right. we are middle school coaches, we are girls, we are boys, junior college. So I think a lot of associations around the state are just high school only. And so being, um, we also have administrators, uh, assistant principals, ADs who are part of our newsletter mm. and get our information but aren't voting right people, uh, you know, don't vote. Right. But yeah, it's, it's, it's an absolutely awesome organization. Tom Hersey's been our executive director for a long time. I've been his assistant for uh, a long time, and uh, we have a strong board. We have two regional direct or 16 regional directors <coughs> on the girls' side and boys' side. They do a ton of getting it out, get the word back, getting the most deserving coaches' awards, players' awards, Hall of Fame, Hall of Honor, Coaches versus Cancer, right. the big clinic in the fall, mentors. It's just like ongoing, trying to educate, help, promote. Uh, it's great. It's just an awesome organization yeah, to be a it's part a, of. It's a huge labor of love because you're not getting rich off it. No, that's for no, sure. No, yeah, no not at all. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, but so necessary. And you love the game, you know. And it's about the kids, right? And uh, it's about uh, supporting the game. And again, Michigan and its history of uh, basketball at all levels is phenomenal. I mean, phenomenal. You know, I mean, it's it, it's almost second to none. You know, you could argue, of course, other areas, but uh, this one has got to be uh, considered. And I've lived in California, you know, places like that. And uh, you know, just being in Michigan for the last uh, eighteen years, uh, you could you saw it. You, you know, I mean, I knew it before, but then you, you really can, know it when you, you can s- attest. I Correct. can attest. Oh, doubt. I can attest. Uh, and uh, talk about a little bit about your coaching background. I started, uh, I actually wanted to be a coach, so I walked into Charlie Coles' office my freshman year at Central Michigan and said, how can I get involved? And uh, he proceeded. You were playing at Central at the time? No. Oh, okay. No. I, was, uh, I was trying to be a student manager. I was okay. trying to be anything to be in the gym. Got it. To learn, to take mm-hmm. notes. I took notes every day. And, 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 you know, he, he, he called me Chris for an entire year, uh, and my name is Dan. So uh, that was um, the rock bottom, starting yeah, at the yeah. rock bottom. That so is. I worked my way up and uh, got an assistant coaching job at Western Michigan for Bob Donawald, uh, who I just spoke to the other day. He's a, a great friend, great coach. Uh, Charlie has passed. Um, mm. he's a, he was a legend. Yeah. And uh, so those guys uh, got me into it, and then I became a high school coach at Brighton High School for one year. I uh, didn't have a teaching job, got a teaching job in the Plymouth Canton schools, which I currently teach at Pioneer Middle School in Plymouth, great school, uh, and coached at Canton High School for six years. We had kids, got out of it, uh, and then started helping Catholic Central uh, slowly just uh, when the kids were babies and wasn't a head coach and just kind of helped out for a while and then got right. back involved at John Glenn High School um, and had the pleasure of coaching just some really great. I mean, Keyshawn Martin, Jeremy Langford, Nick yeah. Daniels. Uh, studs. Yeah, and now I'm coaching girls basketball at Salem. Right. A great group. Full Getting circle. Better. That's right. So good experience. College, yeah. women's. Um, it's been fun. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, you know, one of the fun things that obviously you guys get to do at BCAM is uh, the Mr. and Miss Basketball. Always uh, race. the most uh, exciting and uh, controversial award sure. that, that we have because the competition is so good. Correct. You know, uh, you you cl- you don't have uh, cl- 
clear front runners each and every year. Right. Uh, you've always got uh, uh, battles. Now, some people pull away uh, mid-year on. You could tell, well, you know, they've kind of got it wrapped up just considering, you know, how well they're doing. Um, but uh, this year, of course, uh, we've got uh, a doozy on both sides. Uh, if we talk about the boys, uh, one of the things that you loved, and we talked about this before we hit the holidays, is, you know, how can we get – you know, as an organization, maybe how can we help and really encourage these coaches to get matchups that feature, as we know going into the year, who our basic, you know, top no candidates are going to be, no get them playing on the court. And we had that when we had uh, DeJulius of East English Village taking wow. on Lawyer of Clarkston. What a, uh, North Farmington hosted it, the negotiations, and uh, um, um, Wallace Whitfield was involved, and I tried to help. Uh, you know, we work a camp in the summer with Tim McCormick and Mike Adietz, uh, called the Elite 25 Camp, which has just a tr- been a tremendous uh, camp oh, for the last five years. I so, and getting to know you know Juan Rickman and uh, you know um, getting those matchups together was just magical to have uh, Foster and and his crew, the defending state champs yep. and Coach Fife, and uh, uh, you know East English. And what a game! I mean, it was it was you thought they were going to run them out of the gym, and then all of a sudden you're like, if they get inside ten, yeah. This might be a game. Now it's inside five, and DeJulius just caught fire. Right. To where people were running out of the stands uh, cheering, and it mm-hmm. was just electric. And they came back, took the lead, and it was just – it was it was crazy. So it gave that, you know, that, that two – It's big, almost like a March Madness feel. Two big-timers. Two know? big-timers went head-to-head. Yeah. And uh, they got the upset. DeJulius kind of uh, – Stole the show, and we know how good Foster is. I mean, he's. I a, mean, he put forty-four in, in that the, the other night against he Troy. So who are no judge. Yeah, he's a coach on the floor. He's yeah. so tough. But uh, David Julius, what a great kid! Uh, just getting to know him in the summer at camp, and Foster's been at camp too. Yeah, um, you're talking two classy guys. Two yeah. classy guys. Yeah. What are your uh, thoughts about the front runners right now? In your eyes, you know you got to you got to talk about Brandon Johns. Yeah. Uh, he's been on the map since his freshman year. Yes, um, Steve Finnamore is a is a great coach uh, and, and a good guy, and has been great for for him. Um, and he, he just he's like a Shane Battier, or maybe even you know you don't know because you look back, but he, he does everything really well. Really good kid. Another guy that's you know been at camp a little bit and. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, does everything really well. Has been on some some USA Select teams over the years, and obviously he's going to Michigan. Yeah, um, had had his option to go really where you know wherever he wanted to go. Uh, so he's going to be right there. He's in the middle of the state, so pe- a lot of people get to see him. Do you worry about lack of competition this year? And um, it's 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 no fault of East Lansing. It just seems like the area is not as strong as it has typically. I been. worry more for him that they didn't make a run his la- last year. Right. They had, and, you know, it's tough. They're trying to get out of a really strong district. And, and, and get, like, it, it helps Foster to oh. have made that run all the way to the state championship. No question. And so – but Brandon's going to get a lot of votes. He, he, he's, he's really, really good. You know, it's interesting you say that because that's all, that always seems to be the case, especially with voters, uh, you know, is the fact that if, you, if they get an opportunity your junior year right. – to see you at the Breslin, right. whether you make the finals or at least they see you in the semis, 
uh, it goes a long way. I know when when Keith Appling dropped his forty nine or whatever right. it was, there's no question. You know, it's like all right, it's his to lose. You know, and um, I think even the if I if I remember right, and my memory probably doesn't serve me correctly, but I believe Pershing won the year before. Um, I'm not, you know, or his junior year when they won. No, 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 the year before. I'm, I think I'm right. Uh, it was uh, the other Pershing, the big center, who won. Knicks. Uh, Knicks. Right, and that was but kind yet of. A, you're seeing, but we saw him over and right. over, and then you're seeing him all yes. the way to the to the end. Yes. So you're seeing multiple, high, you know, just like myself. When when you get knocked out of the state tournament, you try to find the next best game to go see, and a lot of times it's the best guys. It's it's Brandon Johns. It's right. it's Foster Lawyer. It's yeah. it's Cassius, Cassius Winston. You know, yes. I take my sons. Let's get in the car. Yeah. Let's go see Cassius down yeah. at Cass Tech yeah. playing uh, George Ward. The, uh, the other year. So, you know, high school coaches do that. Yeah. They are the voters. They're the ones that are going to vote on this award. Right. Anybody who's eligible and is actually coaching for BCAM gets to vote. Doesn't that? Not even a head coach. Mm -hmm. Assistants, JV. So, you know, people get excited to see the best players. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, what DeJulius did over the holidays is going to elevate his stock being the fact that he did take Lawyer one-on-one uh, -on -one and, and won that game in terms of his team. He had 17 in the fourth and had 42 total. Now, some people said, well, he took a lot of shots. Well, he had to take a lot of shots. He has to, more so than last year with East English, he has to carry them from time to time. Rick Rickman will tell you that. He has to sometimes take a bad shot to get that run that they made. And I think Foster has to sometimes do that as well. But that's what good players, that's what great players do, guys that are – Going to go play in the Big Ten. Absolutely. Uh, your thoughts maybe on guys like Marcus Bingham, Gabe Brown, Travion Williams. Uh, they're all trying to make a push for that too. Marcus Bingham is as long as you would ever see in your life. He's <laughs> so long and athletic, and the sky is the limit. It really is. Gabe is, is as smooth as it gets, can shoots it great, really long. Uh, had the injury this summer. It's going to take a little time. I think once you get into January and their football guys start settling in, right, you could see. But That's he, big. He's, he's got great skill level. He's left-handed. He shoots it. He runs the court. He can get above the rim and block shots and dunk, tip dunk. I mean, he's just incredible. What was that? Travion Williams. Travion Williams, very skilled for a kid his size. Probably 6'8", handles it with both hands, shoots it pretty well as a good passer. Obviously can go down there and bang with the boys. Um going to Purdue yeah big time player yeah big time program too no doubt so uh okay well I appreciate you joining us and uh, we're, we're gonna you. do this every week and uh we've got uh you know we're gonna talk about girls obviously and we'll, we'll do that next week I think what we'll do here is uh, uh we'll kind of break down some of the uh top top girls uh bat miss miss basketball That'd candidates be yep be because we got some local and we got right? some up north it's yeah. Gonna be, yeah it's the beauty about girls it really is spread out you know every, out. every once in a while a little community like Ionia or yep. somebody puts yep. out somebody that or blows everybody away or, or the, the UP, UP. that's right, right, right exactly right. so uh definitely uh stay tuned for that and uh, we'll have Dan Young again so thanks thank for being again. here thank you appreciate right. it Fundraising should be fresh, flavorful, and simple. We have the perfect solution at Hungry Howie's, Dough Razor. Your team or school can sell paper pizza certificates that can be redeemed for one medium pizza at participating locations. 
Hungry Howie's makes it easy. It's just a little mini pizza box, and we make lots of money, lots of dough. Go to DoughRaiser.com to learn more and sign up. Your next fundraiser comes with flavored crust. Welcome to Hungry Howie's Dough Razor. All right, everybody, welcome back to State Champs Hang Time. Sitting in the chair across from me now is Scott Bernstein. And uh, on the phone is Tom Markowski. Uh, how you guys doing? Doing good. I'm doing good, man. Fresh off of a federal court appearance. Yeah, exactly. So that's what we want to talk about. We were talking about it in the first segment with uh, TJ and with Jeff. Uh, the breaking news came across while we were doing it that uh, Thomas Kithier, of uh, now Clarkston High School, formerly of Macomb, Dakota, uh, was kind of fighting his his uh, his case to see if he could be able to play this year. The MHSA say he had transferred for athletic reasons, not academic reasons, therefore making him ineligible. Uh, obviously, they didn't agree, and uh, you know we we kind of talked about it. But why don't you just kind of break down what the experience well, was like and, and what happened? Well, let me just first say this was a rough twenty four hours for uh, Kiffier, his family, and the entire. Clarkston contingent that was hoping to get uh, Thomas on the floor for the 2018 campaign. Uh, back on Wednesday afternoon, the MHSA Executive Committee held uh, its final appeal hearing, which was uh, the second appeal. It was an appeal to the appeal denial, and uh, they denied again. So that's the, you know, they were denied, or he was ruled ineligible originally. Then they had an appeal hearing back in uh, December, and he was ruled. Uh, that the appeal was was thrown out, and then this was the second appeal, and it was thrown out again uh, yesterday, and then uh, this afternoon at about two o'clock, they had a uh, a hearing seeking a injunction and in, in seeking injunctive relief um, from the federal court system, um, and uh, the federal judge, uh, U.S. District Judge Batani, uh, did did not rule in favor of uh, injunctive relief, so denied them a chance to get an injunction which legally would bar the MHSA from enforcing their ruling that he couldn't play. What was his last name? It's a, it's a, it's a female judge, Judge Batani. Okay, Batani. I thought you said Batanti. No, it's not. <laughs> For a second, I was going to say, wow, it's really coming over here. So, uh, uh, Tom, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I think the whole question was, you know, a lot of people out there, I have my own opinion, but I'm not sure I want to. Tell anybody. I understand. I, I'm, I'm, I'm more, I'm more pro MHSAA in this one. And the reason I am pro MHSAA in this one is because they have rules. Right. And in my understanding, the, the, the move that the Kiffiers made was against their rules. Now, do I agree with the rules? No, I don't always agree with the rules, but. If you don't like the situation, change the rules. Um, and yeah, I think a lot of people are confused on why some kids who transfer are only ineligible for a semester, and I think that's what um, the Kithier family was hoping would happen, is that it, you know the, he would you know be ineligible for a semester, and boom, Martin Luther King Day is here, and now our son is, is eligible. Now, from what I understand... Initially, I mean, this goes way back. I mean, Scott can talk about it. We heard rumors of this move happening um, two years ago. It, yeah, that he was going to transfer. Right. Um, it, because 
the, oh, well, the Michigan State connection here. Well, yeah. I'm not even talking let's about talk tra- an I'm athletic. Not, I'm not even talking let's about talk an athletic turn. Okay. You know, the Dakota uh, lineup was depleted right. after last year. Just to clarify, uh, I'm, I'm not talking about a transfer to Clarkson. I'm talking about there were rumors two years ago right. after Thomas's sophomore year at Dakota that he was going to leave Dakota before the end of graduation. Got it. I'm not, I'm Didn't not know where. Right. He was just going to leave. Yeah. Now, some of those rumors offsprung to he's going to end up at Clarkson, but Got it. that wasn't the sole rumor. Got it. Right, right. And that the rumor about Clarkson didn't surface, correct me if I'm wrong, until after the state tournament this past season. Is that right? Uh, well, I think that uh, it, the, the rumors started to really gain steam when uh, Foster, lawyer, the Clarkson's All-State point guard and Mr. Basketball candidate, future Michigan State Spartan, and Thomas Kithier were playing on the same AAU team in Ohio uh, starting, I believe, right. at the end of March and April. Okay. So when they saw those okay. two guys playing on the same team together, which is really the crux of the ruling – that uh, the, the subsection of the athletically motivated transfer rule, which is being invoked here by the MHSAA, is that uh, you're not allowed to play uh, summer basketball or AU basketball with uh, a future teammate of yours or a teammate of yeah, yours that you, yeah, or that, a teammate that was, of the team that you transfer to. Yeah, and that's confusing on my part, too, on why they would allow this. I think there were some mistakes made by the Kip Kipier family, and uh, I think if they were intending to have their son transfer to Clarkson, you know, have them play on a different AAU team for heaven's sake. Well, also, I think some of this could have, and it's, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. but if they would have sure. made a full, if they would have made a full move, the entire Kithier family would have moved from Jump Street. If everyone, if Mrs. Kithier, Mr., I'm sorry, Mrs. <laughs> Kithier, Mr. Kithier, and Thomas had all moved to the Clarkson district in August, residency, in, according to under MHSA law, residency trumps athletically motivated, and he'd be able to play in 2018. So what was the right. situation? He moved by himself. It wasn't a full move. Yes. Right. And then the and parents see, have the, since joined. Right. And see, that's what I mean about breaking the rules. They, you know, here's, here's my thought. And this is not – the reason I think this is such a blown-up case uh, is because the kid's going to Michigan State. He's a high-profile player. You have two high-profile schools involved here. Big and, schools. Two yeah, of the biggest, two, cool. of the, two of the biggest schools population-wise in right. the state, enrollment-wise. We and, mentioned that. And I, here's, here's what they should have done. All right, now in hindsight's great, but this has been done before. This is not anything new. Go to the High School Athletic Association and ask them what we need to do to have our son eligible. Simple question. Simple question. And I don't think that was done. Well, I think Clarkson's saying they did start to do that and they were getting a lot of positive responses for how this was going to happen. And then when the name Thomas Kithier got mentioned, the conversation, the tone of the conversation on the MHSA side began to shift. Okay. Because I think uh, the AD at Clarkson, Jeff Cozen, called, um, called the MHSA and said, we have a kid transferring in from Dakota. We want to make sure that we dot all our I's and, and cross all our T's. And they began that process. And then somewhere over that series of conversations the state said well who's who's yeah. transferring and yeah, he says exactly. thomas kithier and according to the ad cozen he said literally within two seconds the entire tenor of the conversation changed and it became very accusatory on the mhsa's part doesn't help the mhsa's in east lansing yeah they know who <laughs> thomas kithier is very well well i think I, I you know my personal opinion of this is there's there's a lot of blood on a lot of hands uh, unfortunately and i think that thomas is getting a raw deal in the sense that 
Um, like he's talking. We Tom, need to get Scott a towel the hot, here, dude. The hot, the hot just, lights. Oh my god, he's sweating like a pig. Um, if you could go grab grab a towel, it's just, this is live television as as we as it's best <laughs> I here. So. No, you're good, dude. It's the, right. it's we the just, lights. It's we the just lights. need to wipe you down, man. We need it's like like a, a championship fight. We yeah. just gotta wipe you down. Uh, I think that he is unfortunately becoming a, a kind of a poster child, a cautionary tale yeah. for moving late in your high school career and how it could go wrong. I think this is in some ways selective enforcement, but at the same time, when we're talking about a legal remedy, I don't see a constitutional right that's being violated and I don't see irreparable harm being done. And those are the two, um, you know, those are the two thresholds you need in order to get the, the, the legal relief they were looking at today. I mean, do you think that if, let's say, and I know that what, what, Kithier's attorneys were trying to say is, look, this is going to drag out, and why don't we, you know, it, let's have a stay, let the kid play, because if all of a sudden you rule after the season, well, then it's all, it's no good anyway. He didn't get to play. Yeah, that's you know? why they were seeking this. That's this was what, kind of a right. last, this oh. is kind of a last ditch me- uh, measure, because right. even if they win in court, they're not going to win in court before... Uh, the state tournaments don't exactly wow. so and and you uh, gosh let's say you know worst case scenario he's in like uh, we talked about earlier he's in the state semifinals and then they rule yeah. and he can't play and, for then, the, and, uh, and, and if and, 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 and plain hypotheticals here if the judge would have given them injunctive relief today and Thomas would have got on the floor and then the case was eventually ruled in the MHSA's favor Clarkson would have been forced to forfeit all of the games that Kithier played right correct yeah See, it's, it's almost like a no-win situation a little bit for Clarkson here. And even the Kippiers. Now, I do, you know, I might be coming off as, you know, I'm anti-Kippiers. I am not. I, I, I feel bad for the kid. I wish he was eligible. You know, I, I, I don't, I'm not sure this rule is, is enforced, how should I say, across the line. It, it, it seems like the Kippier family, to some extent, is being picked on a little bit, as, as said as an example. Because uh, there's other cases that maybe are not as high profile, They're, the, the facts maybe aren't as explicit as it. But you know, it, it is it is what it is. And I think the MHSA is, you know, I don't know, maybe make an example of the Kippiers that you know we're standing by our guns. This is our rules. Um, I feel bad. It's too bad that he didn't, you know, you know, do something different to become eligible and, and to make that move. And I think there is some. Correct me if I'm wrong, Scott. I think there was some word saying, "Oh yeah, we have made the complete move." Yeah, they're saying that, that they right? moved in November. Well, see, that was after. But the it was ruling, it was retroactive. It? it was after they were alerted that they hadn't uh, reached the, the the level of of uh, the, they hadn't have reached they, they hadn't have gone to the letter of the law to achieve eligibility. So, in reaction right. to that, they moved. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, l- l- let me say two things. Uh, number one, if they had, let's say, the ruling in, in w- ran favorable in Kithier's case, um, would if the MHSA tried to enact this rule again in the future, would there always be precedent yeah, now? But if this, if this, y- you basically, you're going to throw it out the window because, right. y- you know you what I mean? He was, te- he was kind of textbook for the rule. I can't see much... Other than him screaming down the highway as he's going, is uh, I hate you, school, and I'm going to play here because they're better. You know what I mean? But again, you're 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 seeking relief from the court, or from a federal court. What constitutional right is being violated? 
Do you have a constitutional right to play uh, high oh, school sports? Right. No, you don't. Right. Correct. What irreparable harm was done? Were you denied the right. scholarship? No, he's no, got a scholarship he's to, Michigan go to Michigan State. State and the right. judge pointed that, that pointed that out. Oh, okay. When they were talking about well, this was an academic transfer, we wanted to move him from a a, a lesser academic environment into a, a an academic environment that was going to um, you know let him ascend right. academically. Right. And she said, "Well, doesn't he already have his college plan secured? Doesn't he already have a scholarship to Michigan State?" Yeah. Right. You know. You know. In hindsight, it, it's, I, I guess they were headset on the family was headset on on Thomas attending Clarkson. But you know, this is just thinking out of the box. He, I, I understand he was unhappy at Dakota. I get it. A lot of kids aren't happy. I don't want to get into that part of it. But if he wanted to get out, go to Delis. Go to Delis South. You sit out one semester. Right. You're eligible. Yeah. Right. right. In the second if, semester. If he would have, there, there is no court hearing. Well, right. If not he go, necessarily. Well, I mean, really, because if can, he would have left to gone to but De La Salle, Dakota go, wanted to challenge it. They would be. Can't you go to De La Salle or a UD Jesuit or or somewhere and say um, I'm religious for religious reasons? I'm just saying. It. it de- I mean, it depends on the situation. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Jack yeah. Ballantyne. Jack Ballantyne came from. Now we'd be bringing God in the mix. Boy, that'd be a serious court case. Jack Ballantyne transferred from De La Salle to Dakota. Right. And De La Salle didn't file a grievance, so he was right. eligible. Right. right. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't challenge Got it. it. Got it. And that's that's the that's the stigma here too. Right. Is that a lot of people are pointing fingers it. at Dakota because they challenged it. They challenged it. it. And they've, and they've received transfers in the past to bolster their athletic program. I right. get that argument. Right. I get that. Interesting. Finally, is he done? I mean, there's there's nothing that he can't play this season. It's over. Scott? I, I, I don't see a way of him getting on the court for the 2018 campaign right now. Uh, unless the, there's another Hail Mary that I'm unaware of. But they've, right. gone through, right. they've gone through their due process with the MHSAA. They've had two appeal hearings, the most recently yesterday. And both of those appeal hearings were rejected. Uh, they've gone toward, uh, through the court system mm-hmm. and got in front of a federal judge to try to seek injunctive relief. That went out the window this afternoon. Uh, unfortunately, I feel like they rolled the dice and lost. And as I said a couple minutes ago, this is going to become a cautionary tale. And unfortunately for Thomas, he's being deprived of his senior year yeah. uh, of playing basketball. But uh, he's still getting an education. And, yep. if, and if this was for academic purposes, which they allege, you're still getting a better education at Clarkson than you got at, at Dakota. And... I think the MHSA, you know, if, if I could, I don't want to speak for the MHSA, right, but right. I would guess that they would look at this as, like I said, this is a cautionary tale. This is, if, if you're going to be a high-profile athlete and you're going to move your senior year, you know, this will make you think twice. And be right. sure that the school you're moving from is not going to make a fuss because if they make a fuss, you could be throwing your senior year out the window. Right. Tom, yeah, final. I, I, yeah, I mean, it's going to say Tom. Yeah, my you, final thought is yeah. I don't. I don't like transfers, anyways. I mean, I mean, let's go to the kid in just off the cuff here, the Bowman kid from Western. You know, transferring to St. Mary's, and he's eligible right away this year. And those are different rules because St. Mary's is a boarding school, and he's mm-hmm. living on campus now. Um, so I, I just, I, a lot of this just stinks. Okay, it just, it, it just doesn't smell right. A lot of these transfers. What about the I'm not kids sure there's anything we can do about it. See, the argument is, too, that a lot of people I talk to, how can you, Tom, or any organization, tell me as a parent where I'm going to take my kid and have him play? What about the kids that move out of state and then come back after realizing it, it wasn't a great idea, and this has happened in football there's and an exa- in basketball? There's an, 
There's an example and, right now. When University right. of Detroit Jesuit Jalen Thomas and I don't, I'm not gonna right. I'm not gonna um, be presumptuous and and say that this was athletically motivated. The reason right. that, he, oh, that right. he left UDJ and went to a high school in Las Vegas was athletically motivated. I have no idea. I know that th- this is not the first time this happened. I know uh, just uh, for for football's sake, uh, Muskegon's uh, AJ uh, AJ Reed, one of a, a four star recruit, left his junior year to go down to IMG Academy down in Florida. Came back and within a week or two he was quickly, playing. For, he quickly came back. Was playing yeah. for the Big Reds. So again, I don't yeah. know if you're going to call that athletic motive. He went down to a high school that specializes yes, in, they do. in preparing athletes. For, yes, they do. For college and pros. So that and I mean there's yeah. a, there's a number of examples you know, of Aljavon Alkaburger. Right. Uh, right, that was another one. Right, I remember. I mean yeah. it's it's it's. I mean mm. it's this is just another case, and unfortunately. For the Kiffiers, I wish they would have made that complete move. I really do. You know, because at the time. The, well, Bill, and there's a the uh, just to show a little bit. Uh, I think sometimes the MHSA, it's uh, there's some. Sometimes I feel like there's no kind of no rhyme or reason to the way certain things happen. And right. I know a couple of years ago, Billy Thomas, who eventually, as a senior, helped lead North Farmington High School to uh, the Breslin Center in the Class A State Finals. Yeah. His, uh, after his sophomore year where he had helped lead UDJ to the Final Four, he left after his sophomore year, spent some summer ball uh, playing with West Bloomfield, ended up at a prep school for 30 seconds, came back uh, at Christmas break to North Farmington, and in a kind of a weird ruling, and I don't know the specifics of, uh, of the machinations behind this ruling, but it was ruled you can play in February, but you can't play for the state tournament. Yeah. Uh, and then, so then he played his whole senior year, uh, and, and had a very good senior year. But you know, that was—I I believe he was ruled to have left rack, uh, athletic purposes and came back. And the, the 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 decision was that you can play for a part of the regular season, but you can't play at all in the postseason, which I didn't really understand. My last question, yeah. and uh, for Scott uh, or, or Tom, if you know this, um, did Kithier tell Dakota? Guys, I'm done. I'm transferring to Clarkston. Thanks for yeah, the ride. Well, and they, Dakota said, don't do that well, because th- we know why you're doing what it. What was being alleged in the lawsuit was, I don't know if he was specifically saying that I'm going to Clarkston, but word had leaked out to the uh, administrators and athletic personnel at Dakota the last <sighs> couple weeks of Kithier's uh, last couple weeks at Dakota and on six different occasions, according to the lawsuit, he was pulled out of school or sorry, pulled out of class by members of uh, the athletic staff and made to be late for classes and tests and so forth uh, to discuss his decision to leave. Now, wow. Judge Batani said, did this prevent him from completing any of these classes? Did this lead to him failing any tests? Did this lead to him failing any classes? Uh, at Dakota, which then could possibly uh, fall under irreparable harm, and you know, mm-hmm. the, the answer was no. And, and I'm just wondering, did he tell them and Dakota say, "Hey, um, you know, we're going to challenge this"? And he just, you know, the whomever gave the one finger salute and said, "You go ahead and try." I'm just curious if there was provocation in that regard. I know that as soon as Dakota found out where he was going. Like within seconds is when they decided that they were going to okay. uh, challenge this. Okay. If he would have landed at, yeah. let's say, I know, I believe that uh, Mrs. Kiffier teaches in the Gross Point School District. 
um, Gross right. Point she North does. and Gross Point South North, are, not, are not considered, you know, basketball powers. I would wonder, right. you know, in another hypothetical, if he would have decided to transfer to where his mom's teaching, would, would, uh-huh. they have, would they have made a fuss over it? Because would they be running into, would Dakota possibly be running into GPN uh, in the regionals like they've ran into Clarkson in the last three years? Uh, is there a, a bitter taste left in your mouth that, you know, two of the last three years you've lost in the state tournament to Clarkson? I don't know. Does that play yeah, a role in it? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Right, right, right. Interesting. All right. Well, gentlemen, thank you for both of your perspectives on this. Scott, appreciate you uh, making I calmed, I calmed down as the I got my yeah, body temperature got used to the lights. Yes, and, uh, exactly. Just a just a, right. a fresh wipe and he yeah. was good. Thank you guys. All right. Thank you, Tom Markowski. We will right. talk to you Peace. soon. And uh, talk to you soon. Yep, absolutely. And uh, thanks to uh, Scott Bernstein for being here. Um, we have got one more segment coming up here on State Champs Hang Time. We're going to bring back TJ Kelly and Jeff Dulac, and we're going to talk about uh, the big games going on this weekend. So a preview of sorts. Stay with us. Today we'd like to talk about a basketball rules change for this season. New this year is a warning an official may issue to a coach or team for misconduct. When issuing a warning, the official stops the game and reports the call to the official scorer and the head coach. Stopping play and letting the team bench and head coach know a warning has been issued should send a clear message of the need for good sporting behavior and may help avoid the need to administer a technical foul later in the game. However, if the misconduct is deemed to be major, an official may still issue a technical foul. A warning is not necessary. To learn more about basketball rules and points of emphasis for this season, please visit the MHSAA website. to state champs hang time our final segment of our first show and uh, tj kelly jeff dulac joining me back at the round table as we talk about uh, the weekend's best what's happening yep. uh, this week what we can look forward to some good games mm-hmm. no doubt about it. it's going to kind of just get better and better every week For you sure. know as we kind of see what these teams plus we've got transfers now becoming eligible that's going to yep. change the dynamics uh, of a lot of squads uh, we know we've got uh, we talked about ann arbor skyline earlier in the in the program yep. uh they're taking on pioneer again that's always a rivalry throw the records out the window and some cases but uh in this case you always have two very good teams the guard matchup is going to be fantastic in this game I, you know the the edge probably goes to skyline because of just how deep they are with all the scores with with the wade brothers and ammerman but you know pioneer's going to hang around it's, it's going to be a battle yeah yeah and and like you said drew louder yep. um is is a phenomenal guard you know he's a junior um he's got division one offers mm-hmm. um and then I remember Kayshawn's last name is Pryor, okay. um, who's the six foot, six foot seven guy who can he's got some versatility in his game and definitely going to help out Pioneer uh, for this year and and for the for, the, for excuse me for the 2018-19 season as well. Yeah. Yeah. And if your skyline though. You're at home in your own backyard. Yep. You want to make a statement to yes. the area. It's our time right, right now. And uh, well, so you, for you skyline, can, it's now or never. Right. You know. You know. Th- this is an experienced core that that's you know been waiting for this year so, so you know that gym's going to be packed yeah, and it's yeah, going to get loud for sure yep 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 yeah there i mean there's and again not only that going to ann arbor games they play freshman they play jv and then they play varsity and right. i know i've gone in the past mm-hmm. you know to watch 
Huron Play Pioneer yep. back when Skyline wasn't around. And I knew I could watch everybody in Ann Arbor from, you know, and I pretty much had Ann Arbor covered for the next, you know, a couple of years and had a good, let's say, a, a, a good idea of what was going to happen for years to come. Yeah, yeah there you go. Uh, all right, we've got uh, Cast Tech, number one team in the state, uh, traveling to Henry Ford, number eight right now in Class B. Uh, again, one of those matchups that uh, Cast Tech has got to go on the road and, uh, and, and prove that now that they've got the bullseye on their back that they, they should stay at number one. You got two of the better coaches in the state. Yep. Uh, with Ken Flowers, who no wound up state, winning a state championship yes. a couple of years ago. Yes. And, and you've got Ka uh, Steve Hall over at Cast Tech, and uh, obviously they won a PSL championship last year. And then going back uh, before that Wyoming Tri Unity mm -hmm. uh, 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 saga of three yeah. years, you know, their, their three championships. You know, Rogers had their own run, and yep. that was led by yeah. Steve, Steve Hall. Hall. So, that's right. you know, it, it, it's going to be a really well coached game. Mm -hmm. I think that. Also going into going into Henry Ford, it's not like playing at Cast Tech, mm -hmm. you know, where you've got new sparkly, right. everything is nice and glitzy. Uh -uh. You know, you yeah. get to go into Henry Ford, you know, and there's a little bit of griminess and oh, a little yeah. bit of some character into that oh, building, yeah. you know. Even uh, pulling and, into so, the parking lot. <laughs> hey, no oh doubt. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, without without a doubt. So it's it's a it's it's going to be. Uh, a a, a yeah, right. great test for Cast Tech, yeah. mm -hmm. just because you get that environment, which you're not going to see in every single situation, in every single day situations. And then Henry Ford is going to be ready. Yeah. For That's that what I'm game saying. For, if you're you know, flowers, not rolling you over. want this game. Oh, yeah. without a doubt, without a doubt. Yeah. So I've, yeah. Been, I've been impressed with Henry Ford this year, but TJ took the words right out of my mouth. You know, Ken Flowers, Steve Hall, great coaches. You know, they might be the two best coaches in the PSL, if not two out of the top three or four. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a really well-coached game, which is something you always look forward to. Another uh, night game on Friday. Uh, River Rouge is going to be welcoming in Harper Woods. Harper Woods undefeated at this point. Uh, we didn't talk about them. We were talking about mm -hmm. some of the teams that were kind of, you know, waited to get your thoughts on uh, Harper Woods, which is a team. You know, we, there's kind of a few that could be sleepers in B that all of a sudden rise to the top. Hey, and I'll tell you one thing that I saw. I had the opportunity to see Hazel Park uh, on the 29th of December um, in the Motor City Round Ball Classic. And they're really, really good. I mean, they might be another year off just because, you know, they've got a lot of sophomores and juniors. They've got one of the better sophomore point guards, uh, Curtis Jackson, who is five foot 11. I mean, he's a smart player. He really gets after it. It's also a 4.4 grade point average. You know? And I was like, yeah, they're, yeah, they're not too shabby. <laughs> right. You know, I was like, you're writing your own ticket before, you know, <laughs> even before basketball even enters the, enters the picture. Yep. Um, and I think that Arvis Young, who's at, who's at Hazel Park, uh, or excuse me, Harper Woods, you know, it's going to be a tough battle for them to play at River Rouge because mm -hmm. um, they are number one. You know, Mark White's going to have those guys ready. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's going to be a, a good battle, you know, between, I guess, Southwest and, and uh Eastern's eastern side of the city, right. you know, kind of thing. So, right. Yeah. East English Village has got to go on the road to take on Detroit, Detroit Edison, who you've got right now number two in Class C. Yeah, um, it's there's not every like Easting like like other teams. East English has a, a bullet on their, you know, well, excuse me, everybody's shooting at their number. Yeah, right. you know, right. you know, trying to trying to get their best. Um, and Depsa is uh, their the environment that they have in their gym. It can get really really loud, mm -hmm. and they pack the stands every single time full of. You know, five hundred people, six hundred people, and they're because be this really, is all they really got. Loud. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they got a great yeah. football program right. or anything like right. that. You know, they they got basketball. It's, I'm sure it's going to be even louder considering uh, Mr. DeJulius is making a return there. You know, he he left Edison now Edison. Yep. Right. You know, right. Just kind of looking at it from from a uh, you know overlooking the the situation. Think about how good Edison would be if they still had David DeJulius. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they'd be they'd be fantastic. They'd probably be the odds on favorite in Class C, but 
DeJulius goes to East English, and obviously East English is, is one of the favorites in Class A now. Um, but with with East English, two players that not enough people know about are Xavier Godwin and Tariq Shepard. I think those are those are two guys. Yes, they have the Mr. Basketball candidate, but the two of them are just fantastic players, and I think that's they're really what rounds out a really good team. And then they also have a couple of other guys. Uh, Sudi McElroy is a six foot five junior yeah. who can shoot it, and then they also have Jayshon Moore, who is a six foot five, six foot six wing, mm-hmm. um, who's only a sophomore, and he's not too bad either. So, um, but look at. A Persian gave them a tough battle on Tuesday. For, yeah. a, well, for a long time, they were leading that game. Yep. And, so, and that was also at East English Village. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, I think that the, Can't the take PSL anybody East, lightly. The PSL no, East is going to yeah. be super tough. Like the, whoever wins the PSL East, they could easily have three losses in their league and yeah. still be regarded as a, one of the best teams in the state. Right. So get, I, get you can't really look run, at right. re- reflect on records, records right. when you're when you're look at the rankings and stuff like that. Just because, hey, now if some of these other teams were to play this schedule, they probably got eight losses. Right. You know. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it is what it is. But kudos, but kudos to you know the the PSL and their arrangement yeah. in getting in getting these games done because it's going to be. And I I want to say that that game might be a seven o'clock. I think that uh, okay that, that DPS is um, moving the or depths of games are a little bit later. Okay. Um, I would check Twitter and mm-hmm. you know, and hopefully you know people get that straightened out. Or you know, I know that I know the Depsa has their own Twitter and stuff like that. So yeah. uh, they'll check probably let listings. you know. Yeah, check your local <laughs> listings. Yeah, uh, and uh, Canton's come out strong out of the gate this season. Yep. They've got to travel to Wayne Memorial. Yeah, they they had a big win earlier in the year against uh, for for Troy's only loss up to yeah. you know last or excuse me Tuesday, Tuesday yeah. when they wound up losing to Clarkston, and then Wayne's only loss is to Clarkston. Right. Um, I think that Wayne's going to defend home. Yeah. I think that they're going to wind up winning. They're right on the cusp of, you know, being a top 10 team mm-hmm. in that state uh, or in, in, in Class A. The only reason I have Carmen Ainsworth above them because they both lost to Clarkston is that Clarkston beat them at Clarkston or beat Carmen Ainsworth at Clarkston while Clarkston went on the road to beat Wayne Memorial. Okay. And so that that, that's kind of how, how that wound up fizzling out for me when I was, you know, uh, you know flipping coins and doing these rankings. Right. <laughs> you know, there, there are certain games, you know, every week or every day that, that come up and they're, I call them show me games. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not saying that I'm not buying into Canton, but this is a game where Canton can really show me what they're all about. You know, going on the road to a Wayne Memorial team, Rashad Williams is, is a fantastic player. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he's kind of one of those dark horse Mr. Basketball guys um, where he's probably on the outside looking in, but, you know, he, he's a gunner. He can shoot it from just about anywhere on the court. Um, and if Canton can come out with a win, you know, Canton's shown me a lot with with a win like that. Yeah, I think. Well, I'll tell you one kid that's kind of popping up more on the radar is uh, Chase Meredith, mm-hmm. uh, six foot five, just a workhorse. I mean, he just gets things done. There's nothing glamorous about it, about his game. I mean, he's not coming through with 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 uh, awe inspiring dunks and right. stuff like that, you know. But what he does. You know, he's a rebounder. He just goes out there and, and finishes the plays that he's supposed to finish. Mm-hmm. He plays sound enough defense. He's got the toughness. And I think that he's probably going to wind up playing on the, going the football route. You know, as I think yeah. he's got a few NAIA scholarships. Right. But, uh, you know, I, yeah, they're, they're, they're all right. And then Beardis White is also one of the best juniors. You're going to talk about Drew Louder and you're going to talk yeah. about Tariq Shepard. Beardis White, the son of Betty White. Okay. who is the former coach at uh, Detroit King in Eastern Michigan and mm-hmm. Detroit Northern and all these other yes. wonderful places. Yes. You know, that, that's his son, and he's also another really, really good junior who can, who can get things done. So, you know, Wayne, Wayne's, Wayne's still talented. I, I think oh, that, sure. you know, they've got Isaiah Lewis, who's a junior guard on that team, who can really shoot it. <laughs> I forgot about him. And then Terrence Williams is their point guard, who is just efficient. He just mm-hmm. goes out there. He might not be the best shooter, but 
He's, he knows how to run the show. Yeah. He knows who to get the ball to, and he knows how to play defense that's as their the first hardest, line of defense. That's kind of the hardest part, finding a high school point guard. You know, is, is a guy that, that's just about taking care of the ball, running the offense, and, and playing some good defense. And I, that's, and, but, it's not easy. But if you look at, if you look at all the teams that, that we've been talking about, so, so many of these top teams, that's what they have, you know, like Foster Lawyer, I know what I need to do. Yeah. Sometimes I need to put the, the team on my back. Dave DeJulius, sometimes I need to put the team on my back. And these are the things that I need to do. And not only that, as seniors, they're expected to be able to do, go out there and do that. Right. You know, like, hey, again, your game's not going to go any further. You know, I'm no, I, I know in the past, I've talked to guards in the past and like, why are you passing the ball to a sophomore when you've got <laughs> right. a wide open jumper? You've waited so long to be the man, and right. I'm specifically speaking to uh, a kid, Rob Edwards, who's now going to be at Ohio State, but had, okay. had a lot of success his freshman and sophomore year at Cleveland State, but he was playing behind guys, and all of a sudden he's a senior, and I'm seeing him during the June's team camp his senior year, and I'm just like, what are you doing? Right. You know? right. I'm like, man, that's a sophomore, not, not taking anything away from them, mm-hmm. but you know, you're supposed to be ready for these kind of plays. Yeah. Sure. Well, finally then, as we wrap it up, uh, any other games of note uh, you think could be happening? Yeah, um, let's just move to Saturday. I think that Go ahead. You know, there are a couple of really strong events. Um, Horatio Williams has his Freedom Classic, which is um, at Warren Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that there's a girls game that's mixed in there with uh, depth. So if I could uh, yeah. turn up. No, you track to, down my schedule. You want to talk yeah. about a really good girls team. Detroit Edison, Edison's yeah. girls team, they're going to be good. And, and they play Wayne Memorial. Good. Yeah, they're going to be good for a really long time. And Wayne Memorial, Camry Clegg is In a, a down PSL as yeah. far as girls go right now. Yes. Edison's got but it. Camry Clegg is one of, if not the best girls basketball player in the state. So, you know, if, if, you're, if you're looking for a good girls basketball game, that's, that's the one to go see yep. this week. Pershing, Pershing plays Clarkston. I know the Ann Arbor Huron's involved in there. Okay. Uh, Warren De La Salle, they've got a tough game. Um, but then going out west, you've got the Floyd Mayweather Classic at, right. at uh, Grand Rapids, Ottawa Hills. And I know that Detroit King is going over there. I know that uh, Cass Tech is going to go play Muskegon, which is going to be a tough game. Um, and I think a great test for Muskegon just because, you know, Class A out, out west might not be what we have here. Um, so it's going to be a tough test for them at the same time. Cass Tech, they get to go play against Muskegon who still has, you know, a state championship team in, in, in some aspects. But, you know, Keith Guy is always going to be known as a champion because <laughs> he wound up winning a state championship with Deontay Davis and Deshaun Thor a couple of years ago. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in to the first podcast of the season. We'll be on all season long. This is State Champs Hang Time. We are presented by... Hungry Howie's Dough Razor. Go to doughraiser.com. Of course, also by the Basketball Coaches Association of Michigan. BCAM.org is the website. Uh, thanks to everybody for being a part of this show, and we will see you next week.